The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast. August 19th. One of Star Trek's biggest icons. Or celebrity fans. Or both. We'll be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Today's quote is read by the fabulous Matt Frewer. We'll consider the 20th century as something that we had to go through, but our people will see it as something they're glad to be rid of. And it is my pleasure to welcome back the wonderful actor, Robert Picardo, the doctor himself. Welcome back. Thank you, Trent. Good to be here. So in terms of this quote, you know, how does this quote resonate with you? What, what are your takeaways? Well, unfortunately, we don't know the exact uh, moment in time when Gene said this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know whether it was like uh, the debut of the original series at the, at the height of the Cold War or later in, in Gene's life. When, so we don't know if there was a particular event or series of events or confluence of events in that moment that made it, for example, that quote could easily have been said about the year 2020. In fact, it was said mm-hmm. about the year 2020. It was a, mm-hmm. a year that was extraordinarily hard and challenging around the world, lethal to over 3 million people because of this mm-hmm. terrible pandemic. So when you hear a quote like that, it's impossible not to relate it to the experience that we are all presently just beginning to come through. Mm-hmm. And it's why you have to you have to examine, in this particular case, the controversy that's raging is what was the source of the COVID-19 virus, because we must know that so that we don't have a COVID-23 and a COVID-34, and we don't keep going mm-hmm. through this over and over again with potentially greater and greater casualties. So when mankind comes through a particularly difficult moment in contemporary history, it's very easy to feel that, you know, we're burnished by the fire. Things are going to be better if you're essentially optimistic, but we've got mm-hmm. to get through this mm-hmm. and and turn the page on this because we've all suffered enough in, in this moment in time. And that's a very understandable feeling. So, and of course, I mean, the, we had two world wars in, in, in the mm-hmm. 20th century within how many years of each other? We had sadly more than one instance of spectacular genocide. Uh, There were just so many things that marked the 20th century as extraordinarily tragic, sad, let's get this over with. And yet, look at the triumphs we had in the 20th century. Mm -hmm. For a man who is famous for being as optimistic as Gene Roddenberry is, this is a remarkably non-optimistic quote. 20th century was a little heavy. Like you were saying, Bob, there's so many great things that came out of that century, but also, you know, it's a century where we could have 
gone in a different direction earlier. We could have not had, you know, de facto housing and and racism and and uh, hatred towards gay people. We didn't have the acceptance, right, uh, mm-hmm. till till we mm-hmm. got into the 21st century. But what I see in this quote is, um, I think. When I was a kid, I was really mad that I wasn't either born a long time ago in the medieval time period where I would have died right away from a tooth infection, trust me, or way far in the future where we already had the tech. I feel like we're in this weird in-between time. We don't really have the tech Mm -hmm. to do. We can't travel light speed, uh, you know, go to other planets. We can't. And so... Right now, it is a period, to me, I get this quote, it's something to go through to get to where we're going to be when we already are talking to other, uh, you know, aliens from outer space or other things where we're already past the fact that my skin color makes people not like me or your sexuality, Mm -hmm. Trent, or whatever it is. I think that's what I'm feeling in this quote. But again, I think every century you could say this, it'd be applicable to, you know, if you went to the century before, you'd be like, well, that's when everyone died of the Black Death or, you know, whatever. Every, every epoch, epoch, how do you say that word properly? Epoch, E-P-O-C-H, epoch. I'm asking on air because I always say it wrong. I'm not going to get involved. (laughs) No, I'm I'm one of those people. I'm an avid reader with a tremendous vocabulary. And then I know what the words mean, but I mispronounce them constantly sometimes. So anyway, I think every, you know, period has its ups and its downs. But I do think, Trent, what I also see in this, and I I sent Trent a thing. uh, Noah Bertolansky on Twitter had put up a thing about... um, Saying that, like in the 90s, we didn't really talk too much on Star Trek about sexuality per se. Mm -hmm. This was the Mm -hmm. don't ask, don't tell 90s trend. Do you see any of this quote related to that in here? Yes. Uh, Referring to the don't ask, don't tell. You know, at the time, the heart was in the right place. They were trying to make progress. And that was the way that they thought they could do it most successfully. And now when we look in hindsight, it really wasn't very successful and it made a lot of people feel even worse in certain regards. So, yeah, like when when you're in it, you don't really take it all in some. Uh, It's like with hindsight, when you're looking at history that you can see the really big, you know, the 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 most horrible things stand out the most, the world wars, the genocides. And many times in different storylines in the various Star Trek uh, series, they make reference to, you know, when Earth was around the 20th century still having war and, uh, you know, we were very divided. And they speak very proudly of the fact that in, in their present, the, our future, uh, they've, they've matured past that. They've grown beyond that. And it's easy. I can understand how a character like that would look back at ancient Earth and want to just get rid of all of that, you know, like like uh, as Robert mentioned, like you're born through the fire and and, and it, it made us what we were, but it was really hell to go through. And, you know, once you get through it and you're looking at it in your rearview mirror, I can totally understand how a future character would want to just get rid of that. Don't forget, because we don't want it to, to repeat, but uh, to definitely see it in our rearview mirror. I think that's well said, Trent. Robert, you have, listen, I'm a grown-up. Trent and I talk all the time about how we're Gen X and we're grown-ups <laughs> and stuff, but you have a little bit of years on me. And what do you see? Did you see things get better, let's say, from when you were 15 to the by the time you, you know, were 30? Did you see a difference in society? 
and the way that we were interacting with each other? Gosh, it's 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 harder to get the big picture while you're in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. But looking back, what do I see the differences between when I well, 15 is a good age, 14, 15 is when the original when the original series premiered, I would have been about 14 years old. And oh, you uh, were the perfect age. I was you? the perfect yeah. age. I, I have to tell you, I, uh, I, I've confessed to this, the loyal Star Trek fan base before, I watched Lost in Space more than Star Trek because Angela Cartwright was just the right age for me. And all those, <laughs> all the women in Star Trek were beautiful, but they just seemed a little too old for me to be thinking about at 14. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, so uh, although I've, I've thought about them a lot since then. I mean, it's impossible. <laughs> I know Star Trek is celebrated all the time for having, a, you know, an African-American woman in, in, in such a high place of command on the bridge. But she also had to be packaged in this incredibly short little outfit that she looked spectacular in, too. So even though we applaud how visionary and futuristic Star Trek was, there was a there was a certain amount of uh, old school, uh, you know, sexism. Well, you had to get it on the air, didn't you? Exactly. So you've asked me specifically, of like, going from 15 well, to 30? Well, just being an adult. It doesn't have to be 15 mm-hmm. to 30, but let's say your teenage years to mm-hmm. grown up whatever you would consider and I'm still waiting to consider myself a grown up but you know what I'm saying like grown up ish yeah years. no you know well it's the you know my favorite what I guess my favorite bob dylan song is uh is my back pages and that lyric uh you know he's talking about how idealistic he was when he was younger and then the mm-hmm. concluding couplet of the lyric is but I was so much older then I'm younger than that yeah. now, meaning that when we are full of youthful idealism, mm-hmm. we're and and the idealism makes us more uncompromising and perhaps mm-hmm. it so defines our lives that everything seems to be sort of black and white when you're that idealistic. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you realize that a successful life involves a certain amount of compromise and you have to find a way to negotiate <laughs> mm-hmm. your idealism with the reality of the world. Life so, is suffering, Robert. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, a, I'm Buddhist. I'm like life is suffering. That's life what I've is suffering. Is. Well, if you're if you're a Catholic, life is suffering too. <laughs> or a Buddhist, or, or a anyone. Buddhist, right? No, I don't think life is suffering. Suffering, but you know what? I do a little bit in the sense that it 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 tells me moments of joy, moments of happiness. Those mm-hmm. are to be grabbed and mm-hmm. and savored in the moment because it could just be a millisecond, right? Because mm-hmm. the rest is all. Just trying to get to where you're going or get away from where you've been. At least that's what I've seen, you know. And when you're young, you don't really pay attention to that. You take it for granted. You know, my one of my favorite quotes is like youth, youth is wasted on the young because you don't realize what you have. And then when you're older and you look back and you're like, wow, I really squandered all of that, uh, all that, you know, braveness that I had or all that gumption that I had. You know, you, you just... You just don't really appreciate it when you're not mature enough to appreciate it. No, when I was a kid, my boobs were up by my ears. You know, I never thought they would be lower. I didn't think the body would change. But anyway, you guys, back to this quote. I'm not going to, I mean, that that was such a, uh, such a wonderful image that I don't, I don't know how I'm going to make it through the rest of the day. Serious ones. When I was like in my 20s and I was doing a movie and they wanted a slight nude thing, it would have been so tasteful. And I said, no, no. Actually, kind of regret it only because it was. It would have been really. It would have been beautiful. documentation. That's yeah. the statement were, you just made. That they were up by my ears. But anyway, back to this. I actually agree with the um, harshness 
to be 100% honest, again, as a mm -hmm. mixed black Jewish girl, I agree with this. Mm -hmm. 20th century could have, should have, would have been. And like every century, mm -hmm. so great. But instead, we double, we Americans double down on our fear of yeah. difference. Yep. Fear of everything. We really doubled down on that. And um, that was hard to grow up in, I'm going to say, mm -hmm. from my black girl perspective. And mm -hmm. so I understand this quote when it says it'll be, it'll be something they're glad to be rid of. Not the century, not the fabulous going to the moon and all these amazing yep. things we yep. did. But that, that I, as a little black girl walking around New York City, seeing them make uh, making fun of Anita Hill and feeling like mm -hmm. no one will ever listen mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. I'm a black, no one will yeah. ever take me. That I'll be glad to get rid of. I don't want other young girls or boys, no matter what their flavor is, to have to feel invalidated because they mm -hmm. can't see their image anywhere. Yeah. So things like that, I agree with the, like, I'm all bubbly except when I'm a cynic. <laughs> That's my truth. <laughs> I'm a cynical optimist, I think. Any last thoughts on this particular quote, Trent, Robert? Well, uh, anyone want to address what I said about it seeming, on the surface, seeming less optimistic than other things Gene said? Or am I just looking mm -hmm. at it from the wrong perspective? Is it really forward-looking? And we've got, to get, we've got to get through this moment in time, as you said, uh, earlier, I think, Trent, that we have, in order to turn mm -hmm. the corner, we have to get through this more flawed uh, phase of human existence. Yeah, I will agree. Like of the quotes that we've already discussed, which are very overwhelmingly optimistic, this does skew a little bit less optimistic, but it's also very short. And it probably is part, you know, we, there's probably some other things that we're missing around it. Um, but taken as it is, uh, it does skew a little bit. But I also think, you know, when when I think about an earlier time in my life when uh, pre-therapy, like before I, I learned of the or accepted the wonders of therapy, I used to have a really bad temper. I, I was not, you know, the lovely, shy, bubbly, nice person that you see now. I mean, I'm still working on it. Trust me. Uh, but when I look back at that time, uh, I'm not proud of it. And I'm embarrassed by some of the things that I've done. And I I see that in other, like if I'll see someone else acting that way and I'm like, I used to be that way. And that's how people saw me. And I do not like that about my past or that that point in my life. So, you know, I can kind of appreciate that this, that this quote is saying, you know, that's kind of something that I want to just, I, I got through it, but I'm glad to have it behind me. I love that you mentioned therapy because a lot of people don't understand that you can learn tools mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to self-soothe and self-comfort yourself yep. as an adult yep. that perhaps you didn't see growing up mm -hmm. in your household where people maybe threw things or yes. had tantrums yep. or screamed at each other. So therapy is always a fantastic place to go for that. But I agree, Bob, that this is, it's kind of a more cynical quote, but I appreciate that because you know what? If we paint anyone, any human as just perfect. And Mr. Roddenberry always says the most upbeat, optimistic. Mm -hmm. That's not realistic. I think mm -hmm. even, I'm sure even Gene, we can't speak for him, obviously, but even he had some days where he was like, this is bullshit. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> you know, just days where it was more yeah. cynical than not. And um, there's a bit of stoicism in this quote for sure, but nothing wrong with a little stoicism, right? To be able to look at something and say, yeah, that wasn't what it was, but not react. And finally, um, there's something to be said for the fact that uh, Matt read it with a very somber tone. 
<laughs> had he read it like Max Headroom, we might have had a whole different discussion. Absolutely right. By the way, I'm so glad you brought up Max Headroom. I was going to bring it up, but I'm like the perfect age for that show. I, I loved, loved Max Headroom. For, I loved yeah, him. I can't <laughs> believe they haven't brought that character back. I mean, it's still, it's, it's actually was so ahead of its time. Don't you guys mm -hmm. agree? Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. Absolutely. It would be yeah. retro futurism yeah. to bring it back now. Yes, it would. <laughs> so gentle listeners out there, you have to check out video of Matt reading this quote. You can see his his great facial hair and you can see this quote on uh, the Roddenberry social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And then after that, check out YouTube and look up Max Headroom if you don't know what we're talking about. Please, Absolutely. please look it up and, and then look at the year it was made and take in how long ago that was and how forward reaching it was as yeah. forward reaching in its own way i think as star trek and other shows you know that brought brought the future to us mm -hmm. then anyway thank you so much for joining us you guys bye bye thanks for joining us for another episode of quoting gene roddenberry we'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote so tweet us Post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.